Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So lately, with the different things I have going on right now in my business, I have been spending a lot of time looking at designers' websites and pointing out the same mistakes over and over. So I did some website reviews a while back for about 15 people, and for this episode, I kind of scrolled through all that and took out the same things I was telling everybody. And I found I think that it's easy for you as a designer to like focus on your clients' websites and how they can be better, but totally forget about your own. I know I do that as a developer. And these things you're forgetting could be costing you clients, both because you're just not set up the right way to grab their attention or bring them in, or they could even be looking at your website and being like, no, I don't really want that. I'll go with somewhere else, someone else. Even if you are doing a much better job for your actual clients than you're doing on your own website. So today I want to talk about some of these mistakes I'm seeing that you might be making and how you can fix it. I am really excited for this episode because some of the things that you have listed in our outline seriously are things that I went over with my like initial coaching clients. I remember looking at their websites and that was one of the main things that I do through those services. It's like help you with your website, make sure that you are getting clients and it's like Oh, like, I don't want to be mean, but Mm -hmm. these are the things you really need to change because it's just not working. But yeah, so I'm really excited to kind of share these tips with everyone. Yeah, and I think a lot of them are going to seem maybe really obvious to people. And you might be surprised when you look at your website and you're like, oh, darn, I'm doing that really obvious thing. So we'll see about that. (laughs) So I'll just dive right in with the first one here. And I I didn't save the best for last. I'm starting with the biggest one that drives me insane the most. And that is when I see designers focusing on what they do rather than the benefits. So think of if you have a tagline on your website or like a call to action in your header, are you focusing on what you do or why your clients are going to want to hire you in the first place. So what I've found is that most of you are focusing on what you do. So your tagline will say something like web design and branding, maybe with a couple more colorful words added in, or a call to action would be like, ready for a website refresh, click the button below to learn about how we can work together. And okay, that's great, but that is not getting anyone excited at all. Like, if and like, think about... When you're in a Facebook group, and this this is going to apply to a lot of our points today, but think about if you're in a Facebook group where someone's asking for a designer and you post your website. What about those really general things is going to make you stand out to that person? Absolutely nothing. So that's why this is such a big deal. You can't just say, great, I do design and branding because that's what all the designers do. Exactly. And I think a good point that goes along with this is a lot of the times when you have potential clients looking at your website, they already know that you're a designer. Yeah. 
most of the time, a lot of people are getting designers' names from Facebook groups, but sometimes they're also reaching out to their friends and saying, hey, you know, do you know any good designers? And through both of those ways, they're going to get to your website Mm -hmm. because they know you're a designer. So reiterating that right in your header or right on whatever your homepage looks like, you're just kind of you're overkill with it, you know? They already know what you do. So instead, it's so much better to talk about even, maybe not even the benefits, but at least who you do it for, you know? Something like that. Get out of being obvious and kind of start narrowing in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not going to catch anyone's attention by saying you do design. Nope. So... (laughs) For this, I want you to look at your website, get rid of all the places you are just saying that you do design, branding, whatever you do, and instead tell them what they're going to get out of working with you and and point out who you do it for. So instead of saying web design and branding, say something about if you're going to increase their conversions, if you're going to, you know, demonstrate their authority. Those are the things that are going to make people want to hire you. So that is the big one, the mistake I see almost everyone making Stop just stating the obvious. Totally. And when you're going through and looking at your website, I feel like the homepage and the services page are probably the most obvious, but don't forget your about page too, Mm -hmm. because that's another page where I think we would obviously all say, hey, I'm a designer. And then you kind of say, I design websites and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of go on a little bit from there. But Obviously, again, they're on your website. They probably already know you're a designer, so get a little bit more creative than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is the easy way out. <laughs> Just state yeah. the general stuff. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to move on to the next mistake, which is actually several of them um, all around your services. So I think I have like five things listed here to talk about. Um, basically, if you guys aren't getting clients as easily as you like to, maybe some of these will be the culprit. So I'm going to start with one that just relates right back to what we're talking about, and that is your sales page. If you are listing features like what your clients are going to get, but not what they're going to get out of it, not how they're going to benefit, that is definitely keeping people from hiring you because I am way more likely to book someone for a project if they're promising me that I can increase conversions or book more clients or sell more products instead of you're going to get a three-page website with an about page or something like that. So if you're only listing features on your website and not benefit, this is definitely going to be holding you back. Totally. Just keep in mind, we have talked about this in another episode before, but keep in mind what makes you want to hire someone or makes you want to buy a course. You know, those people that are enticing you with those things are probably not just saying, you get this course and it's going to help you with your business and here's the buy now button. No, they're listing out all the crazy benefits and amazing things that are going to happen to you after you buy the course and go through it. So you kind of want to think about your sales pages or services pages, however you want to look at them the same exact way, because your potential clients are thinking the same way that you are. I really like that kind of reframe. Look at it more as a product you are selling. When you're buying a course, you don't care really how many modules are in it. You just want to know what those modules are going to do for you. So I like that. I like that. (laughs) 
So the next mistake people are making with their services pages is just offering too many services. So I've seen in my website reviews, I had I think three people who are offering like everything from social media packages to design work to VA work. If you're doing this, please just stop for me. Please just, just pick one. That's so overwhelming. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really good way to have a unique week because you can kind of work <laughs> on a bunch of different stuff throughout the week. But then at the same time, I feel like you would just get confused. It's like, wait, what am I doing for this person? Let me pull the, you know, a piece of paper out of a cup and figure mm-hmm. it out. Like, confusing. Yeah, well, and the thing is, you can't be amazing at all of those things like look at how how much time we spend just trying to be amazing at one thing and you're not going to get higher end clients for any of those because they're going to see that and that's a red that's a red flag for me if i even go to a va's website and they list off that they can do every va task in the book i'm like "Mm, i'm not sure about that so if you are trying to market yourself as a designer and you have all these other random things that is a big red flag for at least clients who have been in business a while maybe not the newbies but other people are gonna wonder about that a little bit exactly that's a great point And right along with this, if you offer just too many types of design packages, even that can be a mistake. If you're offering maybe business cards, branding, websites, different tiers of these kinds of things, you know, um, maybe retainer work and all of this is on your website, that is going to overwhelm the people who are looking to hire you. So instead, create a couple packages that you really, really want to sell at different price points. People can always customize them. Right now on my website, I have three packages. I do about five regularly, and it doesn't keep people from asking about those things. They just send you an email. They're like, hey, I see you have this, but can you do this? Or can you cut this part out? Or can I only have this? It's not going to hold them back. And having those packages just makes people more likely to pick one that you really want to offer. Yeah, definitely. And I think another point here is that if you're scared that creating packages and listing those are going to make you lose people who don't necessarily want one, you can always mention under those packages, if you see something that, you know, we may need to tweak for you or make a custom package, then still reach out to me because I'd be happy to do that. And then that way you aren't worrying about missing, you know, those few people who need something kind of custom for mm-hmm. their business. Yeah, or it can even be in an FAQ section. If it, mm-hmm. if it makes you feel better to point it out, definitely do it. And I think yep. that's probably just a good thing to have regardless. Um, But kind of right along with what you were saying, not having any packages at all is also a mistake. So don't just list out the different kinds of things you can do. Make these packages that we were just talking about. Yeah, I feel like when you don't have any packages, your potential clients, they're going to come to you for things like what we were mentioning earlier, where someone can do social media, design, VA, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. When you don't have any packages listed and you're just randomly listing off all the stuff you can do, then you're going to have people coming to you for a little bit of everything because they aren't really sure. And not only that, but you're less likely to be able to book those big projects that bring in the nice money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't have your packages listed, people people don't know what they need when it comes to the design. That's what you guys are there for. You're the expert. So they want you to tell them what they should have. So what should they get with their website? If you're doing branding, what should that include? They don't, they shouldn't be the one to tell you, you should tell them. So packages are really great for that. 
The next thing, again, still on the services page is the steps your clients are taking to book. So the most common issue that I saw here was just having like a contact me button on the services page that brought them to a plain contact form. And again, do not expect your clients to do this work. They're going to get to that page and be like, okay, well... So I have to tell them how much information do they do they need from me? Should I say what package I want? Do I need to tell them? Do I need to give them details? Like they're not gonna know. And again, this is something for the more experienced business owners. They'll see this as a red flag if you're not guiding them through the process and at least pre-filling them or giving them options for service, you know, the service types you offer and things like that. They need at least a little guidance. So if you're sending them to a general contact form, that's definitely something you wanna change. Not only that, but it creates so much more of a headache for you because I feel like when you have just a contact form where it's like name, email, message, hit send, Mm -hmm. they're going to tell you the least amount of stuff they can just so they can hit send and say they contacted you. Like they're not going to tell you what package they want. They're not going to tell you anything about their business. They are just going to say, hey, I'm interested in working with you on this design project. What now? (laughs) I've had those exact inquiries (laughs) pretty much, even on my contact form, which is not just a plain thing. Mm -hmm. So you really do want to encourage them to give you as many details as possible, just so you can avoid some of that headache when you see the inquiry. You're not like groaning, oh my gosh, they didn't tell me anything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I love that point. And even with our more detailed questionnaires, it's still like, okay, how did you still manage to not give me enough information? They they always figure out out a way. (laughs) So then our last, the last issue I've seen with services pages is not really pointing out your client's struggles and reminding them of why you're worth the investment. So if you're charging more than a couple hundred dollars for a design, which please, I hope you are, You need to remind them why they should be hiring you. What are their struggles? What are you going to help them with? Why do they need you in the first place? You might think that, okay, they're coming to me. They know they have these struggles, but they don't. There's just something in their mind for a lot of them that's telling them that they need to work with somebody. So if you can bring these struggles to light into the front of their mind and put it in words for them, that's just going to make them that much more likely to book you. Well, too, and I think if you list out their struggles, similarly to how we talked about including them in the proposals, you're really making them feel like you get them. You understand where they are and you can help them overcome those things. Yeah, and when these people can see that you understand them more than some other random designer they're looking at, that's just going to make them want to work with you even more because they are going to feel so, so confident that you can fix all of the issues that they are having just through your design services. Yep. All right, so let's move off of the services page here. I think we've beat that to the ground enough. Go fix your services pages, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But next, let's move on to portfolios. So... This seems like it should be a simple one. I think we've talked about this a couple times before, but I just feel the need to point it out again because I'm seeing these mistakes over and over. If your portfolio page is just a gallery of like images, you know, gallery of maybe mock-ups or something like that, that is not enough if you're trying to attract higher end clients or just good clients in general, the kind that like value what you do. Well, and let me just say here too, Um, you're not just saying a gallery of things that you can click on and open and read more about what you're about to just say, because I have also been on designers websites where it is literally just the gallery, like what you're, yeah, exactly what you're saying right now. And 
this is not enough for anyone to be able to tell what kind of designer you are. That's not enough information. And when you think about how small those little like (laughs) images are, and then sometimes they have the computer in them and then the actual website is even smaller. No one is spending time trying to figure out what that website is to go click on it. So please, if that, if you have a gallery portfolio with nothing else, no links or anything, please listen to what Krista is about to tell you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You heard the lady. Okay. So having a gallery is cool if it links to an individual page for that project. So no more just gallery images that open to nothing. I want each of your portfolio projects to be linked to their own page with a testimonial, pictures, like full mock-ups, a link to the website or branding or whatever it is, and you talking about the project. So I want you talking about why your client came to you in the first place, what they were struggling with. I want you talking about what the process looked like, how you guys came to the decisions you did, what, you know, how your client picked the logo, different things like that. And then most importantly, talk about the benefits your client saw after working with you. So what did their whole transformation look like? That's what your portfolio projects need to be focusing on if you're really going to attract clients who value your work and are willing to pay for it. If you feel like that is too much to have on your portfolio pages, just remember that people are actually looking at these projects in your portfolio and it can get them really excited too about the process of working with you when they can read about how you went through the whole branding and logo phase with someone else they're like "Ooh, i want to experience that same thing too i want to be so excited about my project so they're that much more likely to reach out to you if you include the project details and don't just show an image and then hope they like the work and that's it Yeah, and you're not forcing anyone to look through all this information. So it might feel like a lot, but people are only there if they're interested and want to be there. So you don't have to worry about like overwhelming them like you might with other things. Like people are there because they want to know what went on and what the project was all about. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right, so our next one is a simple, super quick one. It is just, if you have like a full width image and call to action in your header area, please do not link it directly to your services page. That's a big one. I like literally just hire me buttons are what I've been seeing on uh, websites of designers in their header. Design is something people have to trust you for. They need to trust that you're going to get them, that you're going to understand their business and that you're going to do a good job and be able to move them forward in the future. They're not ready for that the first time they land on your website, the first thing they see right in your header. They need to get to know you by maybe following you on social media or reading your blog posts, probably being on your email list. So wasting that good space in the header, drawing people right to your services page is not doing you any favors. I think this is such a good point. And I will admit that I was guilty of this recently. I mean, this year recently. And I thought that by linking straight to the services page, I was definitely going to get more inquiries. And all that did was increase the page views on the services page because Mm -hmm. people were clicking over to look at it. But that did not increase my inquiries. That didn't really help me with anything on that front. And I think another 
important thing to think about is you wouldn't meet someone and <laughs> ask them to buy you a house like on the first date, right? So right, going right along with how big of a deal design work is, especially if you're a branding designer or you do web design, these projects cost quite a bit sometimes. And so you can't meet someone the very first day and expect them to be willing to invest sometimes thousands of dollars into working with you. So keep that in mind when you are deciding what link you want in that header. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I totally get the logic behind it. And like you were saying, you wanted people to your services page because you're thinking, all right, if I get them there, I mean, the more people that see it, the more likely they are to hire me. And in certain situations, okay, if you're doing it the right way. So if you have, you know, made a really good email sequence that are prepping people for this, then okay. But just right off the gate with no context is just not quite right. So nope, there's a time and place. Mm-hmm. So next is another simple one, and that is I see a lot of people on both home pages and services pages just listing off a whole bunch of questions. So like, do you need a new website or is your website holding you back and like asking questions? Don't do that. Don't do that. You're doing that because you're kind of not feeling super confident. You're not confident in what your audience needs. Maybe you don't quite know who they are, and that's what it comes off like too. So if you have any questions like that on your homepage or your services page, restate them into statements, rephrase them into statements. So, you know, is your website holding you back? Say it. Your website is holding you back from building your business into what you want it to be. Tell them what it is and they're going to be like, yes, okay, you get me. And that relates right back to what we were talking about before. If they feel like you understand their struggles and that you can fix them, they are going to book you for that project. I think sometimes having a couple of questions can kind of help you set the tone for those statements because I will be honest, I don't know if I would be confident enough in my in myself to put on my website, your website is holding you back you from getting it. more you clients. Coaching session right here. So <laughs> so I think it's okay if you have one or two questions. They can't just be are you not confident in your website? They kind of have to be a little bit more than that. But I think if you just have one or two, that then sets up the rest of what you are about to say, where you are saying your website is holding you back from booking more clients and making more money and accomplishing your goals. That's okay. And it's a little less like in your face, you might be a little bit more comfortable with it. I think we're going to agree to disagree on this one. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way I agree. I'm thinking the about page I could be okay with because this is a place where you're filtering people out. You're relating to people. You're saying, okay, no, you're not my people. Or yes, you are my people. Maybe it's okay there. But I just, I just especially sales pages. I don't want questions on sales pages. If you're going to convince people to buy something expensive, you can't be asking them questions. But okay, we don't agree on this one. Yep. Agree to disagree. That's okay. <laughs> okay, people, go to our uh, show notes on this one. It's going to be getbacktodesign.co slash 016 and let us know what you think on this one. Yep. <laughs> Break the tie and agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> okay, I have one more here. I think Corey and I are, are going to agree a little more, although I'm going to lecture her. Yep. <laughs> Last one. I need you to show your face if you are offering design services. 
If someone's going to trust you with their brand or their website or whatever it is, they need to feel comfortable with you as a human. They're not going to hire a website to design something for them. They're not going to trust a website with the future of their business. So if you're not showing your face at least somewhere, you're definitely losing out. You're not making the connections you need to be making for people to trust you and people just aren't going to feel comfortable. So I really, really like to see headshots on the homepage. Somebody that I know really well doesn't have that. That would be but me. <laughs> at the very least, at least you have it on, do you even have it on your about page or is Zoe on your about page? Oh, I have it on my about page. <laughs> Zoe's on the contact Zoe. page. <laughs> Zoe is on the contact page. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> at least on your about page, at least have a headshot there. <laughs> Well, and something else to kind of go along with this point um, that I definitely talked about, I think in episode one, was not only show your face, but show your personality, show who you are, what you Mm -hmm. care about, these kind of things. Because it's just like you were saying, people don't feel a connection to a website with some words on it. They may really like your design, but if they don't like vibe with you, then they're going to go hire someone else. So not only just show your face but kind of you know do things like put your dog on your contact page that's okay to do share some personal stuff at the bottom of your about page share that kind of stuff on your social media too you know build up the connections with your potential clients because I promise you that is going to make them want Mm -hmm. to hire you so much more yeah you're not standing out to anyone when you're just kind of you know writing in a general voice and not letting them get to know you. So like for Corey, if someone's a total dog lover, they're going to get super excited when they go to her contact page and see adorable little Zoe sitting there. Like, yep. that's great. <laughs> that's going to make her stand out way more than anyone who just has general stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I know it is so easy to forget about your own website when you're busy focusing on everyone else's, whether it's branding, making graphics, doing full website designs. It's just, it's just easy to get in the flow of helping other people and not yourself. So I want you to kind of go through what we talked about and just make sure you're not missing anything that's simple, that's easy to fix, that could be costing you clients. So your action step for today is to go back through the mistakes we talked about and make a list of any of them that you're doing wrong. And then add a task to your calendar to fix at least one per week. So since we talked about so much today, I'm not going to make you do it all at once, but set a reminder on your calendar to go off weekly until you have them all fixed and get your website spiced up. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.